Welcome everybody to the AJ Osborne Show, where we focus on our core tenets, impact, freedom, and progress. Join me and others as we grow through education and discussion. What's up, everybody? Okay, today I got a lot to cover. Um, so we've been doing a lot of internal changes within our organization, uh, a lot of structural uh, changes that have to do with uh, communications, KPIs. You guys have heard me, you've heard me talk a lot about our impact corner. And uh, um, when we're going through, as you're growing and as you're scaling, right, there's this like restructuring uh, part where it's like we've identified pros, cons, um, and we, you have that growth. And then it feels like that growth starts to stall out because as you're growing, you're also feeling uh, like stress fractures, right? This is natural. It occurs all the time. Um, and then that feedback loop comes back down around as you identify what's working, what's not. And then you have our restructuring phase. And that's the part of the feedback loop that moves up to the next feedback loop on the process up. And that uh, process up is all about um, laying base framework to grow. So the next time you have a feedback loop and come up and come back down, you're stopping at the uh, the next high, right? Like it's like you're trying to move up. And the reason you stop is because you have built underneath the growth structure. Now, we talk a lot about scaling and scaling is not what the subject is today. The subject today is on creating opportunities. Um, but when within our organization, as we've been doing this restructuring, as we've been scaling, um, we've been talking a lot about individual roles, um, what those individuals do, and uh, how we can optimize talents, uh, skill sets, um, how we can focus, measure output, right? All those things. Um, things that the impact corner would do when, even when I was on my own individually, right? It's this, this, this process. All, and we have more stuff coming out on the impact corner, our system that we use that I'll, that I'll talk about and, ex and explain. But the impact corner itself is where you are working. That is, the impact corner is your corner where it's a match between the things that you are naturally gifted at, the things that you enjoy doing gives you energy and the things that you need to do that will create the biggest impact on the outcome or the goal. So you have your foundation of goals and what you're trying to achieve. The impact corner is how you as an individual can make the biggest impact to reach those goals and obtain those things at what you're naturally good and gifted at, right? And this is something I always had to focus on because uh, I had very clear strengths and weaknesses. And so I had to make sure I applied them really, really well. And I think we can all relate to that. Now, there's some universal concept and themes that as um, leaders, entrepreneurs, right, we follow that you need to do that creates the impact. Now, a lot of people though, when it's, I feel like it's just so easy to put things in the bucket of entrepreneur or business, and you're like, I'm not an entrepreneur or leader, I'm not a leader, right? But really, what we're talking about is progress, okay? So you have goals, we have things that we're trying to achieve, we're trying to move the ball forward, right? And 
when you are in that mode, the creation of opportunity is the primary objective, okay? Without, obviously, opportunity, you can't not only capitalize on it, you can't build systems to extract opportunity and to continue capitalizing on. All businesses are, are frameworks to deploy value, right, where there is value. You have to identify it, you have to deploy it into the market, you have to take action, and you have to capture that opportunity, and then you need to do it repeatedly over and over and over again. And so we build systems out with processes and frameworks that include people, technology, to do this function, extracting that value and providing it to the market or extracting the opportunity by providing value over and over again. So when I look at individuals and they want to progress and we want to find uh, good deals, whether that's in real estate, whether that's investing, you want to build a business, um, opportunity is always this weird area that they we, people land in and they struggle with. Now, it's two sides. When we're looking at opportunity, the two sides that you have is first side is to be able to recognize opportunity. That's where most people get fundamentally wrong. They don't recognize the opportunity, right, that is there. There's a few reasons I believe for this. The first reason is we, um, as humans, we are, are big on mimicking, right? We all are, so I know I am. If you're in a position where you're with someone that has great energy, you're happy to be around them, right? You just naturally have great energy. You're naturally happy to be around them. Um, you are in a better place. If you're around somebody that has bad energy, you're they're, you know, they're just they're a stick in the mud. They're not happy, and they go around like you just naturally are. And it's like I'm trying not to be, but. We um, very much are mimicking creature creatures. This creates this crowd mentality as well, and we this is how bubbles are created because all of a sudden we 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 group identify opportunities and we all chase them and run after them. And I found most of the time that people assume or they say there's opportunity because they've heard that there is, and that's why they think it. Not that that's bad, because that doesn't mean that it's not true, right? Um, but a lot of people, and they, they accept the information at face value. I read an article, and now I believe that Amazon is this incredible value add, you know, or this incredible value stock that's completely underpriced, even though you really don't know if it is or not, but because you read an article that convinced you of that, um, that is now the opportunity that you see. And when looking at it, this is a great way, first of all, to find opportunity, because if you can really get down your inputs with qualified uh, individuals, people, and you can really learn and you can see opportunities that may not uh, have existed. But even with that, you need to do lots of research and work um, uh, to try to understand it. But when finding opportunity, meaning you see a piece of uh, real estate that's a great asset and you're like, I'm going to buy that one. Lots of times people really struggle with this. 
So I know that, like, let's say you you took in information, you're like, I know that this market is underserved and I should capitalize on it. But then when you go look at the individual deal, you don't know if there's an opportunity there or not. You're like, is this a good opportunity or not? It's hands down the thing that I hear the most. Is this a good opportunity? And I want to talk about this. I, I want to talk about opportunities, how we find them, how we capitalize on them. And when it goes back to overall entrepreneurs, um, investors, right, trying to achieve goals, all, all of those people, um, leaders, right, the, the same, have the same goal, and that is to create and identify opportunities. That's what you're doing. Um, now, there are some people that are really good at this. And uh, I think I've become fairly good at this. I think this is a learned uh, skill set. I do not think that this is just, wow, somebody just, they always seem to know where the opportunities are, right? That's, it's not because they were just given that at birth or something. That's not how that works, right? Uh, what they've done is they've looked, they've focused up, they've studied, they've done so many times that they understand better uh, what the fundamental elements of a good opportunity are, and they're able to shift through bad ones to find good ones. And I think this is really important because I think people need to know that this is a learned activity. And a lot of it, a lot of people think, may just be specific, which there is. So I have a specific skill in self-storage where I can look at storage facilities and I can analyze and we can actually measure opportunity. And this is important. When we buy an asset, we don't hope and pray that the market takes it up. That is not what we do. We identify a spread. We find that, uh, that spread. We measure it and we calculate the opportunity that can be extracted from the asset. We purchase it and we, and we execute on the strategy to extract the opportunity. Um, it is, and I, I think this is counterintuitive to most people when they think about investing, they think it's like gambling. You buy something and the market's going to go up and then I did it. It's, well, you just rode a wave, which that's not bad because if the market's against you, you're going to die no matter what, right? Uh, but it's very different what I try to do is I, I don't want to just get lucky. Now, lucky is good and we all need it. I know that I do. But the reason why just investing in the stock market or just buying a piece of real estate and real estate always goes up, I've never, ever, ever liked this because I understood that in order to really achieve my goals and what I wanted to accomplish, financial freedom, it wasn't enough about buying something and saying there's an opportunity in real estate because real estate cash flows and it always gets better. That is something that is very hard for me to build a system around. So for me, I needed to create uh, a system that was around a strategy to extract opportunity. Um, in order to extract opportunity, I have to be able to calculate it. I have to be able to measure it. I hope this makes sense. And so when I look at people in positions and leaders um, and uh, entrepreneurs, 
anybody, just anybody trying to reach your goal. Your, your goal, right, is to identify and extract. But a lot of people don't realize that it is really about cultivating, okay? So what I mean is I view when we're doing this restructuring and as we've been looking at it and looking at different job functionalities, one of the main thing I do, if not borderline almost the only thing I do at this point, um, that's not true. I obviously run our company, everything else, but um, I'm cultivating opportunity. So I have a team now that specializes in extracting a certain type of opportunity that I did at first, right? All those functionalities and all the things that people are doing today, I did them. And then I built a system around those things that I was doing that I could hire somebody else. They could come in, they could do that system. And then you did that. I did that on repeat. And then they now know, and they're following the process and the system to extract the value. For me, I need to cultivate and create conditions in which opportunity grows freely and we can continue to cultivate that opportunity. Um, and this is the crux of it, everybody. Opportunity is not found. It's not an award. It's not a prize. Um, it's created. Now I can find when I say I find opportunity in a storage and I can measure it, right? The only reason I find it is because I created a system to extract it. Meaning that if I hadn't created the system, there is no opportunity there. That is, that is what I want people to understand. When there's some people where they're just like, man, you just find all these great opportunities, right? Well, it's true, but what really happens is I've cultivated, right? Uh, I view it as almost like an ecosystem where opportunities can come to us right? And then we identify them, but then I created a system to extract it. So it's two parts. Remember this. One part is, and some people are really good at this part and other people are really good at the extraction part, the cultivation of an environment where you continually receive uh, opportunities. Then the other side is a system that now can extract that opportunity. If you do not have both, you don't have an opportunity. And this is why most people say, I don't ever get any opportunities. Why don't, why can't I see the opportunities? Why, why aren't I getting them? Why aren't I seeing them? Um, am I just not lucky? And it's like this idea that the market is just giving some people good deals and that they're just lucky and stumbling on it. And this is, this is frustrating because to me, because it, this is so disheartening. This is it, the, looking at it that way. What you're doing is you're giving up your power to some mythical force that just picks and chooses people to give opportunity. Um, that just could not be further from the truth. Um, I'm definitely not one of those people. Um, my family's not one of those people. My father wasn't one of those people, right? It feels like every single opportunity uh, that we had 
right? We were lucky when we got certain opportunities. There is this element of luck. But without the extraction portion, that doesn't exist. And this people get really touchy about this because first of all, I believe that I am fortunate and I'm lucky and I'm grateful for that. So I do believe there is this just element of luck, right? There, I am lucky that I was born in America, right? I'm lucky that I had good parents. I'm lucky. All of these things that I just feel like I've been filled with luck. Yes, I have some bad luck, right? Obviously, I got paralyzed and obviously things like that goes. But all around, I, I, I view myself as a pretty lucky guy. Um, but man, did I have to work and man, has my family had to work and man, has my team and my leaders and my company had to work to extract the opportunity. And so when you're looking at what you're trying to create, what you're trying to do, when you're looking at your goals, uh, think about it in the cultivating and why I say cultivating cultivating the conditions of opportunity is important because I say that because that means it's an action that you can take on. It's not that jeepers, mister, you sure are lucky. I'm not talking like that. It, 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 no, you can actually do things that create conditions where you will get more opportunities. This is real true. I mean, people do this. Once again, this is almost my full-time job at this point because the machine that extracts it, I've gotten so down that I'm just like, we got to get more and more opportunities so we can extract more and more. So I'm trying to cultivate and work every day to do that, that we see more and more and receive more and more opportunities. So when you're out there and you're trying to find your path, and a lot of people are like, I want to find my passion in life, right? I want to find, I just, if I could only, if, if only somebody would give me an opportunity. Stop saying that. Go and create it. Go start cultivating it and build something to extract it, okay? That is is something you can work with, right? That's something that you can wake up in the morning and create actionable steps on how to get from A to Z. Waking up in the morning and just hoping and praying that for some reason things change. Um, you know, life's not fair. So I don't know why you would think that that should happen. I don't know why some people think that they're just so important that they should be receiving opportunity. I don't think like that at all. I don't think that, frankly, I am that important at all. Um, I don't think there's anybody that differs fundamentally from another person outside what they do. And because I, not that I, I don't want to say that I didn't have self-worth or I didn't value myself. I just don't, I've never thought like that. Because I, I, I'm just not, right? I, I it was never inherently good at anything. So everything I knew, you had to work for. I had to cultivate. I, I, I had to make it. But then I was told by um, my parents and others around me that if you do things, you can 
create opportunities and extract them. That changes your mindset into a mode of action. And the more that you act, the more opportunities are produced and the more you, tr through trial and error, create systems to extract those opportunities. So, all right, that's the first part here. I hope, I hope this makes sense. I hope that you're understanding why this it may seem like a simple change. It may seem like a no brainer. To me, it's very, very important. Uh, the actionable things that I need to do. Um, first of all, I believe very, very fundamentally that opportunity, opportunity is generally created by not what I can take, but what I can give. That is why um, I do a lot of the things that I do. That's why I am sitting here um, speaking with you guys, and I am trying to um, give what simple knowledge that I have, which may be very stupid to everybody listening to this and then may seem very basic, but seems profound to me. <laughs> so it's, it's why I'm like, Hey, if this could help somebody, um, right, I'm going to do it. And so what I found is generally 80% of my activities that I do actually at this point, probably hundred percent, there is no direct correlation with a return. So it's not like I did this and I expect this in return. I don't have, it's not like I'm working and I'm like, oh yeah, I get paid for an hour. And then um, from there, I worked an hour and I'm going to get paid. That, that doesn't exist. That's not how it works. So I work on every day saying, what are the things that I need to do um, that will create conditions where opportunities that we are trying to identify will arise. And then this great, amazing team that we now have and these great processes, we can continue to uh, extract them. Um, I started doing things that I could identify that would work, which, um, there's lots of different ways people do this for me. Uh, podcasting was a, was a big one. And, uh, um, a lot of these things too, though, are the hardest things there are. So generally I find, find that cultivating, uh, opportunity is the most difficult thing for people to do because there's no direct correlation in return. And most of the time you're doing things that others aren't. And um, most of the time you don't know if you're doing them good, right? And they're very, very uncomfortable. So uh, I get on a microphone every single week and I try to express what we are seeing and understanding in the investing world and how to scale, how to build uh, systems how to build teams, um, how to identify opportunities, right? How to measure value. I try to talk with people, understand where they're coming from, understand how they're doing those things. But at the end of the day, um, I'm opening up about my internal thoughts and I um, am putting myself out for pretty much extreme criticism, uh, uh, which that comes and that's okay. I don't mind that. Um, but it's uh, it very, the first time I, I went on a podcast, I was extremely nervous. And uh, that, you know, I try not to think about it all anymore. I never watch any of my YouTube videos or my podcasts or anything I do. I don't, don't rewatch them. I never do. I don't, I don't want to. Um, because it's not a, for me, it's not about, it's just, I, 
I'm giving that value, right? And I'm trying to help other people move on. And I don't want to be so critical of myself that I don't say what's really on my mind and that I don't actually speak out because I find the more nervous I am about what I say and the more critical I am uh, about myself, the more I'm actually not saying what I believe and the more I'm not giving honest feedback that I would be here. So what, what I mean is that if I'm here at the office with our team, I'm talking openly like I am currently here with you guys. I'm not sitting here going, all right, I'm worried about these th three people judging me because we're, we've got a problem and we're trying to figure it out, right? And we're going to talk about our failures and we're going to look at things that I'm going to make some stupid joke that falls flat and I'm going to you know, say something stupid and somebody's going to be like, yeah, AG, that won't work. That was like, I'm not worried about that. But all of a sudden you get on a mic or you get in front of other people, right? And if you're worried about that, I'm going to cut out a lot. And people then take that and they're going to try to distill that into a polished, rehearsed um, presentation. And I, I think that's not... Um, I think that's not, it's not truthful. Um, and I think it makes us all feel better. Um, I think that, oh, I would prefer it that way. If every time I got done with a podcast, it was just like, wow, you articulated this so well. You had this mapped out and planned. You started with a question. You had evidence backed and came up with the conclusion and you tied it up. And in the middle, you bridged all of that with the story, and it was this perfectly executed speech um, that I would know that by giving, I've I, I've rehearsed it and I've cut out all the things that may make me look either that I don't know what I'm doing or you know those things. It's but that is not how it really works. So then I'm actually lying, and I'm giving you a. Um, I, I'm giving you a catered answer. I, I'm giving you not just a catered, but I'm giving you this like perfected distilled answer that is actually not repeatable. M meaning that's not how we came up with the process. That's not how we figured out that solution. So by me telling you that it is, then you believe that. And I'm speaking from experience. I read a book and I'm like, oh, well, that's what I have to do. That's how they did it, right? But in reality, it was much more messy than that. Um, it wasn't well presented. It wasn't real, really articulated. The person that was trying to do it, they're stumbling through opportunities and executions as they're failing, as they're looking dumb. And they're because they make mistakes, they, they, they cover, not cover them up, they fix them. And this is this messy process that goes on and on and on. Only looking back is it this storybook framed process. And that was super frustrating to me when I was trying to um, become successful in my own right. The reason why it was frustrating to me is the more that I read, the more that I understood, the more that I did, I realized this isn't how it works. This isn't actually helping me. In fact, it made me feel bad about my journey because it wasn't 
like Nike's journey that I just read about in a book. It, it, I'm not Steve Jobs. I wasn't this genius that figured out something right and did it in a garage and immediately became worth billions of dollars just because of my pure intellect, right? It's not this storybook arch that has this challenge that we overcome and it just all wraps up nicely at end, at the end. Um, that's not how it works. Uh, you could say things that are heresy, like the fact that uh, Steve Jobs probably paid, played a much less role in Apple than the private equity companies that were a part of it. Now, I, can, I, I think I can literally hear from the future heads exploding, as I just said, that Steve Jobs may have not contributed as much as private equity companies did to Apple right? Um, but maybe that is completely true. Maybe that it wasn't Steve Jobs alone. Maybe he had tremendous help and resources. And maybe those people really created a system that could extract value in the marketplace and Steve Jobs was a visionary on where the value would be. But without everything else, it would have never happened and couldn't have done, right? So maybe Steve Jobs did a really bad job a lot of the time. And maybe that's okay. And that's actually what I think needs to be said. Because when you put people up on these pedestals, it ends up making you feel bad about your journey. And instead of learning, instead of saying, that's not actually how it works. This is messy, just like my journey. That's okay. That, to me, that builds confidence. And the more that I worked with business owners as I sold insurance, um, this was probably the best gift I'd ever been given was I got to meet all these entrepreneurs that were successful that own these companies. And I didn't think they were that smart. And I, I met them and I saw them and some of them had tens of thousands of employees. And frankly, I, I thought they were kind of dumb. Now, does that mean I'm taking something away from these people? Absolutely not. The reason why I thought that about them was I expected some imagery that had been marketed in the entrepreneur that is just a genius to be presented. And guess what? They were just normal. In fact, they were probably highly intelligent. But they were normal. And I got to see them in meetings and I got to see their thinking and I got to see them as they talk to others and some of the ideas which they threw out. I'm like, wait, aren't you supposed to know the answers? Like you started this company, you own this, you're worth huge amounts of money. And as I did that and as I learned, um, that made me realize, right? It's like, okay, that the messiness and the fact that they were doing things that I didn't think was like, they didn't have polished answers and everything. It made me realize that that's actually the way. It's not that it's okay. 
It's that that's the way. Very, very different than what is presented. What those people were all really good at doing is getting lots of people in the room, right? They were okay about looking at things. They were okay with making mistakes. They were okay trying new things, even if it failed. And because it was messy, they were successful. This is not taught. This isn't how we read it in the books. But this is the truth. The reason is, is that's how opportunity works. Opportunity isn't packaged up with a bow and given to you because you won a prize. Uh, opportunity is found by doing things that others won't. It is found by working hard and screwing up. And often opportunity is found from the mistakes. It was for me. So when you guys think about moving forward, when you guys say, I'm trying to find opportunity, change that. I'm trying to create opportunity or I'm trying to cultivate opportunity and create a system that can extract it. Remember, cultivate and extract. Now, being public doesn't mean that that's the way that I'm doing this, right? Does not mean that this is your way to do it. This just happened to be my way. Um, I get endless amounts of leads. I get Everything from investors, I get people that send us deals nonstop, I get brokers that want to work with us, I get people that want to uh, work for us because I'm doing this. And people say all the time, I feel like I know you. That is the best compliment ever. Because what that means is that I'm being real. And that's hard to do. That's very hard to do because being real is messy. Being real is not pretty, it's embarrassing, and it's not fun. All the time. That's what I mean. Not all the time. And um, as much as I look up to these huge names and these polished business leaders and things, um, and maybe, maybe I am 100% wrong. Maybe that actually is the way, but it's not my way. I'm not that good. I'm not that polished and I'm okay with that. So when people say, AJ, I feel like I know you, um, the reason why I think that's a compliment is because it means I'm actually being real because if you feel like you know somebody, you feel like you understand what they're good at, what they're bad at and how they think and you kind of get the whole picture, right? Like as much as I read about Steve Schwartz or some of these amazing people, right? Things like that. And I know the story inside out and well, he got with this person and they set up X capital fund, everything. I don't feel like I know them. And I may know all the different business moves that they made. I may know all their trades, things like that. I don't feel like I know them though, because that is a distilled um, version that is given to me that has been prepped and manicured and polished, right? Uh, sorry guys, you don't get polished AJ. You're just getting me and you're going to get what works and what doesn't work. And this is the key though, because of that, the opportunities that come to me are usually the ones that are right for me. 
because people understand the way that I think they understand the mistakes and they understand, well, you did this. So this, so I cultivate my opportunities from there. And then I work all day long on the extracting of the opportunity. The extracting of the opportunity comes from first and foremost, people, second processes and systems. Then we use those in the form of leverage. So we're leveraging time. We're leveraging knowledge. We're leveraging capital and anything else I can. Anything. Um, and I, uh, I screw up and I screw up publicly. Um, I'm okay with that. That's part of my gig, right? Uh, now it's not easy. Uh, it's means you get embarrassed, right? Things like that. And once again, you do not have to take my path. I'm going to grab a drink here. Other people are outrageously good at cultivating opportunity through, maybe it's just one-on-one. -on -one. Maybe it's through writing. Maybe it's through computers, right? Maybe they can create code that can find opportunity, then they can create code that can extract opportunity. But once again, they're doing something that cultivates, creates the conditions in which that opportunity can present itself. And then they are doing something to extract it. All right. Um, I may, this may be an oversimplification, or I may be, I may be really hitting beating a dead horse here on something that to most is a foregone conclusion. But uh, it's important to me because it's not for me. So I have to return back to this all the time. I find that I'm like, I'm not, I haven't been cultivating opportunities. And then we see it in our business, right? Um, I haven't been working on the system to extract the opportunities. And now I see it as we're going through, uh, with my inner circle for uh, self-storage income. I went over the other night, my big mistake, right. That I, that I'd make. And I showed it in these numbers and everything. And we walked through some financial stuff and I showed them how I found the mistakes and how I identified it and how I could measure it and how I could, um, and how I could look at it and figure out due to valuations and actual monetary um, output of what the mistake was. And the mistake was that I wasn't extracting the value in the way that I knew how and I should have been. And uh, I, I, I measure that. I measure what I do wrong. And I measure what the uh, outcome what that negative outcome is, because if I can identify it, if I can measure it, right, I can work with others to then uh, figure out how to not do it. So I've been trying to do this of late is to lean a little more in to the pain. Okay. And I, uh, when, when I got out of the hospital, this was a lot easier for me. And I feel like I kind of got away from it. So I'm trying to lean more into the stuff I don't want to lean into. And um, that's really good. So let's, let's go back. Let's identify mistakes. Let's go back 
and let's um, see what was happening. But I'm trying to do that while also being very real to all my listeners. Um, This may be weird, but this podcast is actually important to me. Um, I say this in a room where I don't have anybody in here. So it's, I'm, I, if you were, if I had everybody, if I had all, you know, whatever it is, 30 to 50,000 of you per episode sitting in a room, I may not, I'm not, I'm not going to talk like this at all. So like, you know, it's going to be very, very, very different. So I like this setup, um, uh, that I can, can I do it so that I can do it this way, but I'm trying to go back and, uh, polish the future and the outcome and make things very rigid, systematic, but not, um, not converting that. So keeping my cultivating opportunity, I guess is what I'm trying to say is keeping the cultivation of opportunity very real, because I I think that is powerful while the extraction very rigid and not open. Like there's rules. It needs to happen certain ways. So I'm, I'm bouncing right back, back and forth between these two things. I think that has been a big key to our success. Um, I think that uh, me being able to talk about what I'm bad at, what I'm good at, and me to openly tell people and openly, um, even if I sound like an idiot sometimes, right, uh, talk about failures and successes because uh, I get excited. I know you guys all know this. And and I have been uh, I, I have been called out on stage as well as a few other times that are like, wow, you really get excited, right? And then I get nervous and then I shut down and I'm like, oh, great. I'm an idiot here because I get overly excited about it. Uh, but um, that's my ADHD and that's my stuff coming out. But uh, when I look at that, I try not to be. And that's when you guys are out finding out what fits you, how to find that opportunity, how to cultivate into it, make sure that outside pressures, because they believe things are supposed to happen a certain way, you're supposed to act a certain way, you're supposed to do things a certain way, don't stop you. Because that is actually, once again, that is how the extraction of opportunity works. That's why people act that way in corporate America. That's why people do things because it's about the extraction, the functionality. It's about the processing. It's about the cogs and the wheels all moving in uniform exactly how they should be. But that is the extraction. The creation of opportunity is more of the art. It is more of the human. It is more of the um, identifying things that others aren't. And um, you need to balance those two sides. So I would encourage you that um, do not let your short your shortfalls and things on the create on uh, the opportunity creation side or how you feel about it because it is messy to to have you stop doing that. Now, as you get better at cultivating opportunity, you're going to figure out what works and what doesn't. So as I've been going along, as I've been doing the podcast, right, and I need to get better at this. I'm, I'm not as good at this as I, I should be, but taking out what is working. So what are my listeners actually wanting to hear? What strikes a chord? Funny enough, I actually hear that this works better than even my interviews, that more people say, I like this. Um, but I need to lean into that and do more of that because I need to identify what works. 
And then I, I really need to, to level up on that. So we're, we're working on that and you should too. And so I've, uh, and then saying not that I you know, was embarrassed or it made me nervous or I was scared to do those things, um, but it didn't work. And so those are the things that we should take out. So um, breaking it down, looking at it, measuring it, right? And having that dictate and guide uh, the process forward. All right, guys, I've talked about this a lot. Um, I don't want to just keep rambling on about it. I love this topic. It's very interesting to me because I am a person that I want to find the opportunity, right? I, I am the entrepreneur. I'm out there searching. I'm out there trying to create it. I want to work with other people. So it's a very interesting talk, topic to me because I want to be better at it and I need to be better at it. It's uh, my job. If you are a leader, an entrepreneur, or if you just want to improve and progress, you need to get better at cultivating opportunity. That doesn't happen at home watching Netflix. Just doesn't. That doesn't happen within your comfort zone. I like to say the margin is outside your comfort zone. And it's true. And it always has been. So this week, identify the things that you can do or, or should be doing every day to cultivate opportunity. As you identify opportunity, as you find out what works best for you, mirror that up with all the things that you need to do every day to create a system to extract it. You need to change into an actionable, measurable mode and then create daily processes, things you should be doing every single day to get those outcomes. And if you do that and you adjust as you go on, you will be amazed at the opportunities that you find, air quotation marks, right? That you now find because you're creating the circumstances in which they're there or they come to you. And then you'll be able to identify, extract the value. I'm still shocked today at how we can look at a storage facility and I can measure that opportunity. Like I can outline it. I can monetarily say this is where it is and this is exactly how we get it. When we got started, we could not do that. It, we didn't know about it. We didn't know how. But we knew that there was opportunity there and the little things that we knew, we leaned into. It was a messy process from there on out, right? And we learned as we went. The better that we got though, we improved our extraction, and uh, that's what's gotten us so far here today. Now we're going through our rebuilding to the next phase on our uh, impact corner. We're moving up, we're restructuring so that the structure can get better at exercising opportunities, which also may be new opportunities. Um, and this has been a crazy last five months as we've been doing that because we've been growing so much. All show some more of that stuff and walk through that process uh, in a YouTube video. Also, I think I have some stuff on my Instagram. Guys, if this was helpful, if you like this type of content, I need to know. So if you're like, AJ, this is working, right? So this is the stuff that we like, we like to hear. Please give me a good review and let me know. I need that feedback so that I can adjust and keep producing content that you guys want. Thanks, everybody. Appreciate you. Talk to you next time.